0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Twins fall in game three of this four game series to the Kansas City Royals at Target Field. Let's break it down on today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. Today is Saturday, May 28th. I'm the host of Lockdown Twins, Nash Walker, here with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Brandon Warren. Before we get started, let me tell you about Built Bars. Built Bars are delicious. Built Bars are healthy. You can go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, that's L O C K E D 1 5, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. We're back. Brandon is in Fargo and he still finds time to join us today and talk about this Twins loss unfortunately. The Twins on this 15-game stretch, Brandon, started 5 and 0. Now they're six and three. And so the pressure kind of has turned up in the last couple of games of this 15 game run against the Royals and tigers.
1: Yeah. You obviously have to take care of business and the last uh, two of the last three nights, they or days, I guess, haven't done that. So yeah, it's frustrating to lose to the Royals, especially when you claw back to within two runs late. But again, we have to keep perspective. This is a team that is right now on a 97 win pace. Now, are they 97-win good? I think that remains to be seen, and I think a lot of us feel like that's probably not the case. However, they can't take these wins away from you. So you try to you know, regroup and hopefully salvage a split, figure out Detroit, and just turn the page. Something we haven't seen from the Twins has led to them being nine
0: games over 500 so far, Brandon, is their defense has not really hurt them this year. It hurt them today. Chris Archer tries to play a ball, ends up, You know, runners on base, that runner comes around to score. Jorge Polanco with a throw in the dirt that Arise couldn't scoop out two-run double with Merrifield. I believe this is the next at-bat. So that's something we saw today, Brandon, that kind of unraveled this
1: team early. Yeah, I think that can serve to show how good things can be and how good they are relative to how bad they can be, which is something we saw a lot last year. You know, when it rained, it poured. And, again, I always point back to that Oakland game with the Blankenhorn error and the Arise error. And, yeah, the defense hasn't hurt them. We also saw a play that Gio Urshela has made a couple of times, and then it kicked off his glove for a double. Um, by the way, can anybody get Bobby Witt Jr. out? It's it's absolutely it's crazy. Yeah, he's playing tremendous baseball right now. He leads AL rookies in extra base, MLB rookies, actually, in extra base hits. You know, it just it wasn't in the cards today. And I think, too, one thing we forget on Twitter or whatever is that baseball was not meant to hyperanalyze on a day-by-day basis. This is still a good team, but yeah, this was kind of a stinker today, and I think you had a front row seat, so you probably saw it just as well as any of us. Yeah, not front row, but we were there, certainly, and it was a nice day out at Target Field. I
0: think I thought of Thursday night. They should have won Thursday night, and they blew that game on Thursday. Days like today are going to happen and you know, there were some lightly hit balls for run-scoring hits from the Royals. So today's going to happen. I think you're, you're on, on board with that. But it just felt like they needed to win Thursday because then they could take three out of four tomorrow.
1: Yeah, and I think, too, we're seeing adjustments from Rocco. We saw Tyler Duffy pitch Thursday, give up the lead, and now he pitched today in a game where they had a four-run deficit. This is a fluid bullpen. You can see a guy like Trevor McGill move up that link very quickly or up the ladder very quickly it's a very fluid situation also too with Danny Coulomb going back on the IL and um Jennier Cano going back to St. Paul bringing up Giovanni Moran and um Juan Minaya uh, Minaya. yeah it's gonna be a fluid situation as they try to figure some things out um besides though I think the answer to this bullpen lies in the rotation and it was the guy who started today yeah, Chris Archer, four innings, thir- three
0: earned runs, five runs allowed. What did you think of Archer, Brandon, early on? Did you think it was more the defense behind him, or do you think he he was struggling?
1: Yeah, I think it's a little of both, and I think he's an emotional guy on the mound too. And so things, um, I don't, I won't say they'll necessarily get to him, but he definitely wears his emotions on his sleeve. And again, I think I think he's just to a point where you can't get any more than four innings out of him. So what are you supposed to do? So I think the plan needs to be at some point that he gets a look in the bullpen because it's just it's not working in the rotation right now. He hasn't blown up on them, but it's just not working.
0: It clearly wasn't the Twins' day. You saw that in the final out, Kyle Garlick, a foot or two, maybe three feet away from a grand slam to tie this game off Josh Stamon in the ninth. But it just, as you said, it wasn't their day. It can be your day if you go to LinkedIn jobs. With spring in the air, it's a time of renewal and growth, personally and professionally as your small business grows. LinkedIn jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown MLB. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown MLB to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Brandon, are we seeing a Trevor Larnick breakout in 2022 hits a homer today? Something that stuck out to me. They intentionally walked Trevor Larnick today. So getting some respect. Yep.
1: Yeah, and the plate appearances look better, too, in terms of breaking balls and how he's spitting on ones that are maybe not necessarily fringe, but I think ones that down the stretch last year he did swing at once the league kind of figured out dead red fastball. If you can get this guy with breaking balls, you can get him behind in the count and put him away. That's a that's a very scary thing for opposing pitchers, and I think, two was it last night he had a ringing out to left field that I think pushed the left fielder up to the fence. When a lefty is swinging well, for the most part, you're going to see them drive the ball to all fields. And some guys, like back in the Joe Mauer days, when he was really crushing the ball to left field, it would it would go kind of like that. I think Larnick has an approach that will allow him to go the other way, which will make him too uh, tougher to shift as this season goes on. So I think we're on the path to seeing something here. And two, it looks like he's handled lefties fairly well. I think I heard Dick say he's hitting like 390 against lefties. Obviously. Small sample size, but yeah, if that continues, you got to see this guy in the lineup more often and probably hitting somewhere 5th or 6th.
0: Twins may need some left-handed pop from Larrick. Max Kepler leaves with a right leg tightness, they're calling it. Gary Sanchez leaves with a heat-related illness. If Kepler does have to miss some time here, Brandon, in the short term, what do you expect to happen in the outfield? Is there any chance Royce Lewis, who's starting in left tonight, goes on that trip to Detroit?
1: To me, it seems like Kirilov just because he's been swinging it better lately and it's a more natural positional fit. But like you said, and I showed it up, uh, put it up on Twitter too, Royce Lewis is playing left field for St. Paul. So it does leave open the possibility. I haven't looked at pitching matchups either. So it, to me, it again, it makes more sense to go with Kirilov, but it, I don't think there's a wrong answer here Of if they think they can find playing time for Royce Lewis because his play – very obviously merited staying up here. And then I know he made it in a Baseball America hit list or something the other day for having a big game. So he has not disappointed this season to say the least. Is
0: it time at all, Brandon, to wonder how the Twins might handle that nine-game stretch in Toronto playing the Yankees and the Rays at home, lost three out of the last four. It feels like they need to win Sunday. (laughs) You know, it's a May game against the Royals, but you don't want to lose three out of four.
1: I mean, it's all about maintaining positive mojo. And two, you would have never expected Kansas City to come in here and take two of three or potentially three of four, depending on how the Sunday game goes. So the game has ebbs and flows. The Twins could go into or go up against Tampa and sweep them for all we know. But it is going to be a good test. I believe Toronto has been down a little bit. So they're going to be like a, a wounded animal fighting for their lives. Even though it's only late May, um, they have definitely not – lived up to expectations. I know Barrios is having a tough go of it. I think even Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s OPS is under 800. So you don't want to run into these teams when they're really looking to pick up games in the win column, but it's going to be a gauntlet, and you got to hope that you get to that point in pretty good shape. I was uh, crazy last night mapping out who the Twins might
0: see in Toronto. I believe it's Kikuchi Friday, Barrios Saturday, and Gaussman Sunday. So missing Manoa, I guess you'll take that trade off, but Gaussman's tough as well. Zach Greinke, Sonny Gray Sunday. We know that'll be the matchup. What should twins fans be looking for here? Seen Greinke so many times. Sonny Gray was awesome. His last time out.
1: Yeah, hopefully more of the same. I don't remember seeing a a twins pitcher as in command as Sonny Gray was last time out in a very long time. And again, if Greinke gets eaten out of the palm of his hand, you kind of get into your own brain. He's a heady guy. And I know I've probably said this before, because I think they faced him earlier in Kansas city, but If you can just, you know, find your pitch, identify it, he's not going to blow it past you and you could put the ball in play. That should be enough against a guy who throws in the mid 80s. But he's still in the big leagues for a reason. He's he's always two or three steps ahead of hitters. It's going to be fun because it's two veterans who are the kind of like stoppers for their pitching staffs, respectively. The twins need a stopper right now. Kansas city wants to get back closer to 500 and who knows, maybe make some noise in the second half. So it should be for, for a Memorial day weekend twins Royals game. It should be pretty entertaining and pretty fun. I think you said it best earlier this
0: season. This is why they traded for Sonny gray to win games like, like Sunday, to not lose this series, to take a split four and three week against Detroit and Kansas city, and then head out to play the tigers in Detroit in the motor city next week. Brandon, thank you so, so much We'll be back tomorrow. Like, subscribe, comment, Locked On Sports Minnesota. From the in-laws house in Fargo, he's committed to you, ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Warren. Thanks, Brandon. We'll talk tomorrow. Be good. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.